Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast at the end of the universe. I am your host, Elizabeth. I am a small business owner and Quaker minister in upstate New York. And I've started this show because I've got a lot of things rattling around inside my head and I don't really have an appropriate format in which to share them. So that's what this is all about. We are going to be running the gamut here. We are talking about Buddhism, Quakerism, philosophy, physics, government. We are we are talking about whatever the spirit leads me to talk about. So if you are interested in some uh, more esoteric things and some things that are not really talked about commonly in the media, then you're in the right spot. Today is... July 31st, and I've got some interesting uh, tidbits to share with you today, and without any further ado, we are going to get right to it. On Today in History, we are talking about the pillaring of Daniel Defoe. Daniel Defoe was a prolific writer and journalist, best known for his timeless novel Robinson Crusoe, which was my childhood favorite. I must have read that book until it fell apart. But he was also a controversial figure. He used his pen to criticize and satirize the government and societal norms of his time. He was a strong supporter of Protestant secession, and he had written several pamphlets which defended the reigning monarch, Queen Anne, and the Hanoverian line of succession. He was pilloried on July 31st, 1703, and this event stands as a significant moment in literary history as it reveals the complexities of freedom of speech and political dissent during the early 18th century in England. Despite his support for the ruling monarchy, Defoe's writings often addressed various contentious issues, including religious tolerance, trade, and foreign policy. His work frequently challenged the status quo and tackled sensitive political matters. Such bold and outspoken expressions inevitably attracted both admirers and many detractors. On July 31st, 1703, Daniel Defoe found himself facing the consequences of his provocative writings. He was arrested and placed in the pillory at the intersection of Charing Cross and the Strand in London. The pillory was a form of public punishment and humiliation, where offenders would be confined in a wooden frame, their head and hands secured, and then displayed for the crowd to ridicule and also sometimes abuse. The pillorying of Daniel Defoe was an attempt by his political enemies to silence him and discredit his ideas. They saw this as an opportunity to shame and disgrace him publicly, hoping it would deter him from further writing in a manner that challenged their authority and their interests. However, Defoe's resilience and unyielding spirit shone through even during this ordeal. Rather than being cowed, Defoe seized the opportunity to engage with the public directly. He distributed copies of his pamphlet titled Hymn to the Pillory to the spectators gathered to witness his punishment. 
In this daring piece, Defoe humorously defended his right to express his opinions freely, and he condemned those who sought to stifle his voice. The act of distributing his work during his own pillorying exemplifies his determination to defend the principles of free speech and resist attempts to suppress dissent. Defoe's pillorying served as a turning point in his career. Instead of deterring him, the experience emboldened him to continue to write passionately about his beliefs and convictions, especially as, as he was in the pillory. Instead of being lobbed with tomatoes, rotten produce, the crowd threw flowers at him. The crowd read his pamphlets, they did not abuse him, they engaged with him, and they threw flowers. This experience just led to motivate him further. In the following years, following his pillorying, he produced some of his most significant works, including The Review and Robinson Crusoe. He cemented his place in literary history as a pioneering novelist and a champion of free expression. The pillorying of Daniel Defoe on July 31st, 1703, serves as a powerful reminder of the struggles endured by writers and thinkers who dared to challenge prevailing norms and ideologies of their time. Defoe's steadfastness in the face of adversity and his unwavering commitment to freedom of speech have left a lasting impact on the literary world, and also it helped influence the way our founding fathers moved forward and valued freedom of expression. They wrote freedom of speech into the Constitution, and they had centuries of evidence of what happens to a populace when freedom of speech is not allowed by the ruling class. Defoe just gave them a shining example of how important it is to express oneself and also how often expressing oneself only has better consequences than suppressing the speech. His pillorying, his commitment to expression left a lasting impact on the world and has continued to inspire those who value the fundamental right to express themselves and share ideas without fear of retribution. While Daniel Defoe is not a Quaker, in the Quaker tradition, speaking one's mind is deeply rooted in the belief of recognizing that of God in each person. Quakers were speaking truth long before it was trendy to do so, long before therapists were getting paid ungodly amounts of money to advise people to do so. When we attend a Quaker meeting for worship, we sit in silence. We wait for the voice of God within us to speak. We wait for a leading. We may share the message, or we may not share it. The message may not be for us, it may be for someone else in the room. Or it may be for someone connected to someone in the room, but someone who's not actually there. 
But just because we have a leading to speak does not mean we actually will. We generally try to abide by a few guiding principles when it comes to speaking our mind or expressing our leading. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? If it's not all three, we will often not say it. We will sit. We will ruminate. We will wait for our divinity to reveal a kinder way of speaking, a kinder way of guiding. Yet there are times when speaking truth is required. Sometimes the principle of necessity outweighs the principle of kindness. Sometimes speaking for the sake of the greater good is more necessary than honoring kindness. Today's daily devotional was inspired by the staunch dedication to freedom of expression exhibited by Daniel Defoe, and this devotional aims to guide you in embracing honesty, love, and compassion as you engage in meaningful communication. May you find strength in your convictions and courage to speak your truth, all while remaining open to the wisdom of others. We begin this morning with our verse of the day, Ephesians 4.15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. As you start your day, take a moment to reflect on the power of your words Take a moment to reflect on speaking your mind and recognize it as an opportunity to share your unique insights and perspectives with others. Remember that doing so with love and empathy can lead to mutual understanding and growth in our shared journey with God. For your morning devotion, seek the inner light. Quiet your heart and mind through meditation or prayer. Try to sit in silence, in stillness. Inwardly seek your inner light, the divine presence within you. And ask for guidance in speaking your mind with humility and compassion. It is here we can find some inspiration in Proverbs 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Try to hang on to that in your interactions today. Try to be mindful of your words and how they impact those around you. Choose gentleness over harshness, understanding that thoughtful communication fosters unity and reconciliation. For an afternoon devotion, I invite you to focus on active listening. Pause before responding to others. This gives you time to listen carefully and to fully take on board that which someone else is saying. Show empathy and validate the feelings of those you engage with. Speak your truth with humility and acknowledge that your perspective is just one piece of the larger puzzle. Bible verse from James. 119 seems relevant here. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. 
everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And so today is your practicing your active listening, which is a cornerstone of meaningful conversation. You are inviting attentive hearing. You are inviting others' thoughts and concerns to make space inside of you. You are inviting your mind to open up to what others are saying and how they are communicating with you. When you do this, you create space for genuine dialogue and you promote mutual respect and growth. At the end of your day, I would invite you to reflect on your interactions and conversations, maybe as you're bedding down for the night. Consider whether or not your words aligned with the Quaker values of love, truth, kindness, and necessity. Perhaps offer a prayer of gratitude for the courage to speak your mind with sincerity and humility. Bible verse from Colossians 4.6 is relevant here. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And as you're winding down for the day, consider how your words have contributed to promoting love and understanding. Seek God's grace to help you speak with kindness and wisdom and compassion for tomorrow. Recognize your words have the power to inspire and uplift others or to demotivate them and drag them down. But not just today, in all days, I invite you to embrace the Quaker tradition of speaking your mind but guided by that of God within you. May your words be a source of encouragement, of healing, of truth, and may you always seek to communicate with love and empathy. Remember, the world needs your unique voice, and through your genuine expression, you are contributing to the manifestation of the divine here on earth. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast at the end of the universe. I deeply look forward to your feedback, so make sure you leave me some with the uh, Q&A feature over on Spotify, or feel free to just connect with me on Instagram. Let me know what you think. I'm always here. I am always open to criticism, both positive, but especially negative. Till tomorrow, namaste.